Hello everyone and welcome back to our podcast. This fourth episode is one that is going to take the form of a case study as we are going to focus primarily on the San Francisco Comfort Woman statue. Moreover, we will talk about its background, its design and briefly of the political influence on the creation of the statue. Nevertheless, in the second part of the episode, we will discuss the role of Comfort Women statues overall as well as the debates on their removal. So without further ado, let's begin. So first of all, um, we would like to give you some insight on the historical background of the statue. The Comfort Women Memorial in San Francisco was created and dedicated to comfort women who were taken advantage of during the Second World War. It was presented to the world in September of the year 2017 with the official name Comfort Women Column of Strength. The statue was made by the British-American sculptor Stephen White. In an interview, he explained that they felt a need for the creation of the statue, as this was a historical matter not discussed enough. Therefore, he wanted to intrigue individuals more into learning about comfort women and their experiences. So it is very relevant to understand that the meaning behind the statue and this creation was to maintain memory of the young girls and women from Asian countries, which were sexually enslaved and additionally, to bring awareness to the sex trafficking of women. The statue itself is constructed so it represents three girls of young age belonging to three different nationalities, Chinese, Philippine and Korean. The three girls stand for an approximate number of 200,000 Asian comfort women who were, uh, who were used aside from the Imperial Japanese Army. Bronze is used as the material and the girls stand in a circle-like shape while holding hands. Near the pedestal is a fourth bronze figure looking at the three girls, which represents a grandmother. And it was said that the grandmother carries resemblance to Kim Hak Soon, which was a Korean human rights activist, as well as one of the victims of the horrifying events. Kim Hak Soon was as well the first Korean woman to speak up about her experiences as a comfort woman and the inhuman acts of the Japanese Imperial Army. Why described he had this idea on the appearance and posture of the girls, as he wanted them to look strong and to have this aura of solidarity around them, which, uh, which would automatically create reactions in the viewers of the statue. And politically speaking, the sensitivity of the controversial issue was taken into consideration and the, and the statue was designed not to display any violence or brutality. This leads us to another relevant aspect to the statue, and that being the political influence on it. In 2015, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors anonymously passed a resolution to build a memorial dedicated to comfort women under the push led by retired judges Lillian Singh and Julie Tang. According to District 1 Supervisor Eric Marr, the memorial was expected to serve as a starting point for the education and healing process with an aim to, I quote, keep the issue alive when some in Japan are trying to silence the issue. The memorial was privately funded by the Comfort Women Justice Coalition and was established in cooperation with the community organizations and city agencies. It is equally relevant to say that this is one of the nine existing sculptures in the US, but as well as the first sculpture placed in a major US city as San Francisco is. And now that we brought this sculpture to you as close as we could, we come to a significant question, being what is the role of these statues? 
A memorial is any physical object created, erected or installed to commemorate those involved in or affected by a certain event, and this event unfortunately dominantly being a war or conflict. Each memorial is therefore unique. It represents that community's chosen method of remembrance, whether it be a cenotaph, plague, or even a bus shelter or hospital. We could say that memorials are important because they act as historical touchstones. They link the past to the present and enable people to remember and respect the sacrifice of the victims of those specific events. Moreover, memorials can be an important source of information for young people in understanding the sacrifices made by past generations. But additionally, we could also ask ourselves, what do these statues represent for the, for the people themselves? And this question we will try to answer by looking at examples of statues of peace from all over the world. The first bronze statue of peace uh, created by artists Kim Seok-hyung and Kim Eun-sung was installed in front of the Japanese embassy in Seoul in 2011. The small bronze figure represents a short-haired girl sitting barefoot in a chair, staring straight ahead while wearing a hanbok, a traditional Korean dress, and next to her is only an empty chair. Women like 89-year-old An Yeom-sun who, were once, uh, who was once interviewed, see their stories in these statues. For her, the statue symbolizes the youth she lost at age of 13 when the Japanese Imperial Army took her from her village. She and other girls came to be known as comfort women. They served at temporary brothels near the front lines and were first to have sexual interactions with as many as 70 men per day. Anne never got married or had children after what happened to her during the war and she didn't even start sharing her story until the 1990s. According to her, compensation from Japan means nothing. I quote, At this point, we don't really care about the money. We don't really care about politics. We just want a proper apology from them directly to us. We want them to think about us, the actual women that were involved, Anne said. The latest memorial is showing up on the seats of South Korean city buses. The figure again shows the girl and this seated statue drives around in the bus that stops right in front of the Japanese embassy in Seoul. For the activists installing these statues, the idea is to keep the issue alive now that the victims are growing older and dying. Moreover, they believe that the statues will evoke curiosity in the younger generations, making them ask the older generations for more insights on, insight on these events. Hey, thanks, Hannah. So similarly, on September 28, 2020, the Statue of Peace in Berlin was officially presented to the public. So the statue was intended to draw attention to the, to the survivors' demands for recognition, for formal apology and reparations, which have not yet been met to this day. It also represents the continued sexualized violence perpetrated against women, both in armed conflicts and during peacetime. Moreover, there were already two statues of peace in Germany, one in, v in Wieset near uh, Riedenburg and a second one in Frankfurt. However, this was the first time a statue of peace was placed in a public square in Berlin. It was brought to Berlin from South Korea as a gift from the Korean Council for Justice and Remembrance of the Issue of Military Sexual Slavery by Japan. 
And in this current design, the statue focused exclusively on the behavior of the Japanese army during World War II. I quote, the peace statue is meant to be a memorial and a reminder, as well as an incentive to pursue, punish, and finally eradicate crimes against girls and women, said Natalie Young Hua Han, chairwoman of the Korean Verband, of Korea Verband, in a statement at the end of September. However, as we saw, this is a politically charged matter, which led to a significant clash of interest and potential debates on the removal of statues. So in 2017, Yoshimura protested and threatened to end the sisterhood between the two cities of Osaka and San Francisco. According to the Japanese national newspaper, Azai Shimbun, uh, Yoshimura contended contended that the relationship between Osaka and San Francisco of trust was, I quote, completely destroyed by the placement of the statue. He argued that the memorial was unnecessary because Japan has already made amends regarding the issue of comfort women. And finally, Yoshimura finally withdrew sister city status from San Francisco in October 2018. But the installation itself worried some of San Francisco Japanese Americans who felt it stigmatized the community and offered only a one-sided account of the comfort women story. Retired judge and current chairman of the Comfort Women Justice Coalition, Julie Tang, previously mentioned, refuted this claim by stating the memorial statue tackles the issue of women's freedom from sexual violence, such, uh, such as through rape and assault during wartime. Similar disagreements um, occurred in Korea this year over statues placed in a botanic garden in the mountain town of Pyeongchang. Japanese officials express their anger because the statues comprise a seated woman in front of a kneeling man and because the media reports suggests, suggested that the man appeared to resemble Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. The man, I quote, the man represents anyone in a position of responsibility who could sincerely apologize to the victims of sexual slavery now or in the future. It could even be the girl's father. That's why the statues were named Eternal Atonements, end of quote, said the owner of the garden, Kim Chang-ryol, in an interview. And finally, the Statue of Peace erected in Berlin will be allowed to remain for the time being, despite all the controversies around it, announced the responsible local district office recently. So Ms. Christine Neville gave her Uh, gave us her opinion during our interview with her on this matter. But we'd also like to, to get a little bit of um, your insight, um, the listeners, to think about it further and maybe try to understand and try to answer certain questions. So what do you think about cities and governments building commemorative statues for comfort women? Do you believe they appear as a reminder for people not to repeat such atrocities um, that are part of history? And what do you think is the importance of statues in the process of memorialization? So thank you for listening. Um, we will see you soon in our fifth episode to discuss the question of human rights violations in times of wars and specifically on the phenomenon of sex trafficking in wars today. Thank you.